0: So it begins, the latest episode of Election Profit Makers, recording this on Tuesday, the 22nd of June, 2021, the day for in-person voting in the New York City Democratic primary for mayor. Who will win? Who will lose? We won't know for weeks. It's also a big day on Capitol Hill as Schumer plans to bring S-1, the For the People Act, to the floor of the Senate to be filibustered by the Republicans. But of course, I'm getting ahead of myself. Who am I, you ask? I'm David, one of the hosts of this podcast. I'm joined by John in North Carolina. Hello, John. Hey. And way over across the country in New York City, the Big Apple, we have Starly, fresh off her road trip. Hello, Starly. Hi. I was hoping that Starly would take two weeks or longer to drive from Los Angeles to New York because I had bet John $10 that would happen. Instead, Starly made the passage in record time, getting there in well under two weeks. John, I owe you $10. Yes, you do. Thank you. And thank you, Starly, for having a lead foot. Yeah. Starly's my problematic fave now for driving so quickly across the country. Starly, what was it like driving across the country for the first time since the COVID pandemic?
1: It was fine. I mean, I would have taken—how long did I take? I left on a Saturday, I think. I left on a Saturday and I got in on a Monday.
0: God damn, it's fast. That's just over a week.
1: Yeah, but I also spent three days in Colorado. So,
0: so really, you could have driven across the country in six days. Just like I said.
1: You, you, can, you can do what John said. It just doesn't make it pleasant. When I, I went to Colorado to see my sister, and then I wanted to be back in New York to go to... Search Party is filming right now, so I wanted to go to the set. So I, from Colorado to New York, I kind of rushed. There was one day where I drove... Like 11, 12 hours. Whoa. It was 11 hours, I think. And that, like I was looking online to see how far you can, how long you can drive in a day. And people are like, they wouldn't recommend more than 12. Because
0: your body starts to break apart?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you know, that stuff didn't, the first time, that 11 hour, was it that 11 hour day? No, there was one day before that where I didn't get enough. I didn't get enough sleep the night before, and that's when you really can't do it. Like, you have to have enough sleep. But if you have enough Mm -hmm. sleep, you can really drive a long time without your body falling apart. I was, like, always looking for, the like, a hotel as I was going. Like, like, I would see a big city as I would start to get tired and be like, I guess I'm going to aim for that city. And in Ohio, I was like, maybe I'll stop in Dayton because I know Dayton's where cool bands come from, so there's probably Mm -hmm. some decent hotel. And no offense to people from Dayton listening,
0: Uh-oh. but
1: pulling off Dayton in the middle of the night, Dayton was dead. I didn't see cool band playing on the corners when I pulled over at one in the morning in Dayton, Ohio. Maybe
0: the shows Sunday were night already or something?
2: over. Yeah,
1: it was probably Sunday night. I'm not blaming Dayton. I'm just saying blame
2: Dayton. The Wright brothers they weren't fans of Dayton. That's why they left and came to North Carolina.
1: I like Ohio. I like how you, the average person knows more. I think we've talked, have we talked about this before. The average person knows mm-hmm. more cities in Ohio than, uh, than any other place, It's not like a major place.
2: Yeah, it's got a lot of good, well-known cities. I, we've never talked about that, but it's true. Yeah,
0: Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Dayton, Toledo. Akron. Yeah. Chillicothe. Yeah. Midwest City Hall of Fame. That's what Ohio is.
1: In Columbus, I say downtown Columbus, and I say this a Marriott Residence in That was an old oh. bank that got turned into a hotel. I liked that a lot.
0: I love it when they turn banks into restaurants and hotels.
1: I recommend the Marriott Residence Inn, downtown Columbus.
2: I believe that Columbus is now the largest city in Ohio.
1: It felt like it, it felt, it was a noticeable difference between that, Columbus at two in the morning and- uh, And Dayton. I listened almost exclusively to Blank Check podcast.
0: The famous movie podcast? Yeah. Because each, epi- each episode is six and a half hours long. You can do a whole day's drive, and they're still talking about Miami Vice.
1: It's honestly such a gift. Those long episodes are the best for road trips. I listened almost exclusively to Blank Check on my drive cross country and didn't make it through that many episodes because of how long each one was, and that was wonderful. Hmm. So thank you, Blink Check. That was wonderful. You, you were wonderful companions on my road trip. The dog stuff that you guys said, I don't know why... John, you've had dogs. I don't understand the weird... You know what? There's this movie, Isle of Dogs, that Wes Anderson made. Have you guys seen it?
0: No, but I know about it.
1: When I saw Isle of Dogs, I was offended on behalf of dogs because he got dogs so wrong. For a movie that's entirely about dogs, it's like he's never met a dog before. It's kind of like he never met a woman before, too, based on some of his oh, female characters. But
0: wait a minute. Now the Wes Anderson heat is coming. I like it.
1: Yeah, In Isle of Dogs, the whole movie, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but come on. The whole movie, the dog is looking for his owner, his best friend, and they find each other, and then the dog says, I actually have this other stuff I gotta do. I got like a higher calling, and he doesn't reunite with the boy. And that's not in the nature of dogs. The whole thing about dogs is they chose humans. They're the only animals to have ever chosen us. They're very loyal. We are part of their pack. My dog, my puppy is squeaking as I say this.
0: Your dog agrees with
2: your take. <laughs> but are they loyal to an individual human or is it like Call of the Wild where at the end they just go off to another provider?
0: Sorry, I wanted to throw in a Call of the Wild reference there. John, you did a great job with that Call of the Wild reference. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, thanks. I've read a book.
1: It just wouldn't happen.
0: He also made the movie about the fox, right? The fantastic Mr. Fox?
1: Yes. I mean, maybe I don't know enough about foxes to know if he's got foxes right.
0: Foxes are very interesting. (laughs) Very interesting animals. Mm -hmm. I love to see a little fox.
1: But I felt with John, you've had dog. You have a dog. You've had dogs. So when you said, Mm -hmm. you thought it would be hard because I had two dogs with me, and that was not at all a hard part of the trip.
0: Hmm.
2: I just figure they have to, you know, you'd have to stop every two or three hours. Yeah. Well,
1: you have to stop anyway, but I never felt I had to stop because of them.
0: You never felt like, "Oh, these dogs are slowing me down. I could be in Columbus by now." Instead, I'm in Las Vegas. If it wasn't for these dogs.
1: <laughs> no, the, the the thing I felt in Las Vegas. Las Vegas was the first place I went to after L. A., and that was great too much.
0: re-entry point to the to the post COVID <laughs> America. Las Vegas, the heartland of America.
1: <clears throat> yes, it was it was so hot in Las Vegas that. You couldn't leave the hotel, you couldn't be outside. That was a really hard place to take dogs to, but it was really hard to take humans to as well. You know, the casinos, they don't have windows, they don't have exits, they don't have clocks.
0: It's exactly the kind of place you want to be after being trapped in your house for a year. A windowless, timeless room.
1: Yeah, exactly, Dedicated
0: to draining you of all your resources.
1: God, if people were in there during the pandemic, because the casinos were open during the pandemic, Maybe yeah. people just got lost in there forever.
0: They'll probably find people in the in those casinos like 20 years from now who don't even know that... Co- it'll be like cargo cults or whatever. They don't even know that... Or the myths about the Japanese islanders who never knew that World War II ended, you know? It'll be people who right. are, are, have been living inside a slot machine and didn't even know that COVID ended like 20 years ago.
1: It's like that movie Underground where people go into a bunker, an underground bunker, because the war is happening, and the rival of the, the man down in the bunker changes the clocks and convinces them that they've been, that the war is still going. So he does fake war announcements. So I think they make ammunition for him for 30 years and they never know that the war has ended.
0: I could do that. I could make fake war announcements.
1: Yeah, you could.
0: Another dreadful day of casualties here on the surface. We need more bullets and munitions. The Green Army has clobbered us yet again. Our brave general fell on his sword and cut his hand open. And yet we will fight on for our cause is just. Please just send more food and munitions from the bunkers because the war is not yet over. The next six to nine months will prove crucial in this war. That's what I'll say.
1: That sounds good. I didn't fully get the feeling that the pandemic had ever happened. When I looked at people, I wondered, I didn't get the impression that people had been through as hard a time Uh (laughs) as I feel like I have. Not that I, my time was hard, but just like-
0: They didn't have a haunted, <laughs> desperate look to their faces? <laughs> I guess, I,
1: I, was like, I was like, where are you from? Did you, were you, did you spend, did you pandemic in a place that shut down the entire time or part of the time or not at all? That's what I mean. That's what I was always trying to gauge, but <sighs> I also just felt people were really nice.
2: Really? No, well, that's good.
1: I mean, I, it was people traveling on the road. A lot of people I talked to were people who worked in hotels and stuff, so they're supposed to be nice to you. And right, maybe yeah. people are just nice to me and they're not nice to other people, And but they were nice. It just felt like—I hadn't I hadn't gone through the country much in the last four years. I just felt a lot of hostility towards a lot of the country, and so I didn't
0: want to be Are you talking about MAGA, MAGA stuff? Yeah.
1: Even if they weren't acting like MAGA, I just knew if they were in place, they could have voted for him. And I didn't want—I right. didn't—so I, it's easier now because now you don't have to, like, even if they did vote for him, at least.
0: They're not gloating about it. Yeah. So now you're in New York, and it's the day of the Democratic primary. What is the vibe like? Are you are you seeing Andrew Yang just running up and down Broadway, shaking hands, or Eric Adams sneaking out of a non-Brooklyn apartment? What's going on?
1: <laughs> I listened to Brian Lair natively. Yeah. I turned the radio on in the car yeah, yeah. and heard him talking to people, talking about who they're voting for. The people who call into NPR are talking about it. Yep. They like to talk about things. They'll probably be talking about the mayor's race after it ends.
0: Well, yeah, because it's gonna go on. They're not gonna have the front runner for weeks and then they'll start recalculating all the...
1: But I'm saying even after they call it and, and someone is just mayor, there'll be still people who wanna call into WNYC to talk about what, what they're, who they're gonna vote for. Weigh in, give their two cents.
2: Apparently the turnout right now is like around 18%. Oof, not great. Wow. Uh, we'll see how things turn out today, but right now that, that's what they they
0: believe it is. I was kind of surprised that Catherine Garcia went out with Andrew Yang and hobnobbed. Of course, she refused to endorse him as her number two choice, unlike what he said, but still. And then what's his name? Jumani Williams was like, okay, I rescind my endorsement of Catherine Garcia. Being associated with Andrew Yang is a deal breaker. But again, I don't think any of that matters. As I've said for days now, I think Eric Adams is gonna win. And indeed, on Predict it, he is the clear front runner trading at 66 cents. Yes. John, is that a good price? Uh no, that is not a good price at this point. Overpriced?
2: Yeah. I so- I sold my Eric Adams and am now looking at going no on Adams at this price. Mm. Playing a little negative risk. Wow. I still think he is the 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 front runner, but not at
0: not at this price, no.
1: I sold my what, what, Garcia. I made like 50 bucks. I made 50 bucks.
0: 50 bucks? That's terrific. That's a lot of gas.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. You're right, David. Anyone who ever complains about gas prices in America, they have to go home. Uh, gas is free. <laughs> I, I can't believe. It's like a, like a Fisher-Price toy when I hook up my car to the gas tank, like the little the nozzle. When I put the, no, the little toy nozzle in and pump gas into my car. It's, it's, it's playtime. It, it's like the tanks are broken. E- across all of America, I paid less than I ever have for gas in my life.
0: Get that gas. Get that gas. I
1: think I might take them home with me. Like wrap it up like souvenirs, do like, like press like it into in pennies. Texas.
0: Put gas in bags and drive it home, you mean? No, don't. Don't do that. Oh, John, why are you always raining on our parade? We're just trying to have fun with gasoline. All right. Okay.
1: So I'm from California, so all of my gas-based knowledge is California-based, and I'm always going to think everything's cheaper, free.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah, I know. It's a healthy
1: attitude. Right. I'm appreciative. I I get excited when I see the number that pops up at the end. I should run for a political position.
0: Yeah, you should. You can spend $20 and ride all the way through half an episode of Blank Check. That's no small thing, man. Those long road trips can get a little bit weird if you don't have people talking or music to rock to.
1: I, the first, very, very first part, from L.A. to Colorado, I had a friend. And then from Colorado to New York, it was just me. And that was 27 hours. So that's like a respectable amount of time to drive by yourself, right?
0: Oh my God, it's too long by yourself. I don't think I could do it. Maybe I could, actually. I don't know. But I would never drive more than three hours a day.
1: Really... Seven, eight hours is a sweet spot. I drove eight hours yesterday to New York, and that was fine. Because then after you've driven the really crazy amount of hours, any other days, you're just like, eight, that's nothing. It's like
0: growing up paying a lot for gas. Everything else is just, is just free butter after that. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to drive across the country at some point like a real pioneer. An EPM listener very kindly offered to let me drive their car across the country for a relocation. I'm, I'm just sad and relieved to say I'm too busy right now to do that. Where would the, did the car need to go? The car needed to wind up in Ohio.
1: Mm.
0: So I guess the plan was I would drive it from New York to Ohio and then to L.A. where I need to be and then ship the car from L.A. to Ohio.
1: So you're not, you're not the ideal person to do this?
0: I guess not.
2: David, why don't you drive—why don't you get on 40 at Barstow, Interstate 40 in Barstow, California? I'll get on 40 here. And we meet and we'll in the meet, middle. Yeah, we'll meet in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma
0: City? Oklahoma City. No, I've been to Oklahoma City. I'm never going back to Oklahoma City. That city sucks. That's the lamest city in the country. I've been there. No, it's a great city. Have you you read Boomtown? I know. Our friend wrote a big book about Oklahoma City and how great it is. Yeah, read Boomtown by Sam Anderson. It's a great, great book. It's a work of fiction. Oklahoma City sucks. Oh, it's where the guy from Flaming Lips live and he has, and he has a big warehouse shaped like a vulva and he, everyone does LSD and bounces around in, in plastic balls. Get out of here. No, that's not actual culture. Listen, it might not be the coolest city, but it's much cooler than its reputation. Nah, I don't believe that anymore. I'm post pre-Oklahoma City backlash.
1: I've never been to Oklahoma City or Oklahoma.
0: Let's all go. Look at that skyline. It looks like three shoeboxes having an argument. It's bullshit.
1: What's weird about driving across the country, though, is you can miss so much of the
0: country. Yeah, because there's a lot of it, it's true. I've never been to the Dakotas. I would love to go to North Dakota. I think it would be so exciting.
1: If I have to drive back, maybe I'll do some of that stuff.
0: Do zigzag. Why not? Just, just go into zigzag mode.
1: I will say, I enjoyed everything east of Chicago. Actually, everything kind of, where was I, before Ohio? Oh, I stayed in Topeka, Kansas the night before Ohio.
0: Never been there. I've been there. I like Kansas. Kansas is the best state.
1: I've been to Topeka anyway, and then I also stayed in Topeka. But after Topeka, when it starts to like, when you enter Missouri and you just kind of see the signs of city, it is really exciting. Mm -hmm. It does feel like entering the industrial age. Because it had been so long since I traveled, like I really did kind of get that approximate feeling of
0: journeying. A skyline on the horizon. Yes, yes. Perhaps I will find rest and, and sup on the local foods here.
1: Yes, but also, like, watching, like, progress. It felt kind of like watching the industrial age come about. S-
2: so did you drive through Iowa?
1: Yeah, I- I was really always pretty.
2: Okay.
1: So the West Coast, you drive through so much desert, and the desert... It's really hot and really oppressive because you can't get out of the car. And every time you get out, you're just like, how do people live here? You think of Breaking Bad the entire time. And then after Kansas, it was all, there was Iowa, but there was also Missouri. And you see signs for Chicago. And it just started to feel like it had been so long since I'd been in a city that to return to a city felt good. And then all the actual greenery of the East Coast is, I think, preferable to the arid desert
0: yeah, when I was on the East Coast, I was especially when I was down in North Carolina, I was like, look at all these trees, look at these pine trees, look at these pine needles everywhere. I just love it. You couldn't walk twenty feet without tripping over a tree. Yeah. And I and I, I respect all flora and fauna. I treat them all equally. They're all God's creation. But I have to say that there is a difference between the plant life out here in Southern California and the plant life on the East Coast. And I don't think it's merely nostalgia. Yeah that bends my tastes towards the East Coast stuff. It's just so cool and dark green and shaggy and wet. It's kind of like me in a lot of ways. I guess I relate to it personality-wise more than I relate to the forbidding and austere prickly cactus. I just can't relate to that at all. That's absolutely no part of my personality.
2: That's why I love it. That's why I love the West. It feels like I'm on another planet. Uh, it's just so exciting to me.
0: Well, when you look at their fashions, you would definitely think you're on another planet. Beep boop, take oh. me to your tailor bust. I love the quiet of being out in Utah
2: or Nevada and just getting out of the car and not hearing a thing. There's no place in the East where you can do that because of all the trees. Even if you're in the middle of nowhere and there are no people anywhere you're going to be hearing birds or rustling leaves
0: or rustling Rustling leaves leaves interrupting your reflecting
2: time yeah on that drive from la to vegas you get out in some of those spots and it's like you're you know in a silo three miles underground
0: or something it's it, it sort of blows my mind.
1: You have a real bone to pick with trees. When you move to your new house, you just kept, you keep talking about how the, all the noise of the trees. John is
0: having an issue with trees these days. For, for John, trees represent darkness. John's getting ready to tell us that he wants to live on Mars. He's so close to saying he wants to live on Mars. Here's my take on
2: trees. I love them. I like to be above them slightly. Oh, when you're below the superior. trees, you cannot see a thing. And as somebody who likes to see the geography around me. You can't see that when you're, you know, in the jungle. You want to be above the canopy? Just slightly, yes. Yes.
1: I don't mind being beneath them. In the desert, at least this time of year, it is so hot that when you get out of the car, you don't even think about whether you can hear noise or not. You're just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. The desert, I would pull over, and if I saw anything... Like any little store or any little hotel, all I could think was, how do they live here? This is not possible. And then when I, as soon as I got to the East Coast, I was like, I want to live. I could see myself, if I just lingered a little bit too long at one of these rest stops, I would just stay here forever.
0: Just and move I'd, in.
1: Yeah, it, was, it just felt like I wanted to live everywhere.
0: Right, you'd be working at the gas station, some guy will come in, what's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? you <laughs> would be like, what? I don't understand. Call it, huh? Call it. I'm recording a podcast right now
1: <laughs> at a gas station.
0: Call it. But what am I going? What am I betting on? You're betting on everything, John. That's a famous movie, No Country for Old Men. Ah, by the Coen Brothers.
1: Are you doing Daniel Day Lewis, though?
0: I'm doing Daniel Day Lewis doing Javier Bardem. It's okay. very <laughs> advanced. Very okay. few people can appreciate the level that I do impressions on. Yeah. But thank you for recognizing that very deliberate, intentional <laughs> choice that I made with my voice. I wish more people would do that. I could get more work as a voice actor. You're welcome. You I know? have an ear. Yeah. Here's Jay-Z doing Julie Andrews. The hills are alive. you <laughs> the sound of music, man. Right, John? Mm-hmm. John, it's just fun. It's just good, clean fun, all right? Let's get a smile on your face.
1: Do you want to know what I watched in the hotel rooms?
0: Oh, my God. Reality television, 24-7, no. the only choice. Blind Date, Temptation Island, Bachelorette. American Ninja. No. Oh.
1: That's what you watch in your regular life.
0: That fucking Friends reunion was such a scam. I was so enraged when I realized that was just a reunion show and not a new episode of Friends. I still can't get over it. Did you
1: realize it when you were watching it or you didn't realize it before?
0: No, I was getting very excited texting with my friend about how this was going to be the biggest thing. It was going to be so great. How often do we get to have a TV series come back after decades in, of absence? It was going to be as unsettling in its own way as the Twin Peaks reboot. And then I read a review when the embargo lifted and it said, yeah, they just sat around and talked about their favorite friend's memories and James Corden was hooting and hollering throughout it. Yeah. I just about threw my phone out the window very disappointed. Yeah,
1: but uh, that has been in the news for a while.
0: Well, I preferred to get all my information about friends from the images I saw on bus shelters throughout Los Angeles. So I assumed they were going to be recreating their own characters in a scripted reunion show. Because I wanted to know what happened to these friends. Who found success? Who found defeat and failure? Who thrived in love? Who's decided to live life on their own? Are there children? God forbid, are there grandchildren? Is Phoebe a famous singer-songwriter? Did Ross... Do whatever he did. What was he, an architect or something? I never really watched Friends. I think he worked in a museum or something.
1: Dinosaurs.
0: Oh, he was a paleontologist. He was a paleontologist. Maybe Ross discovered a new kind of dinosaur and they named it after him. Maybe Ross put a dinosaur bone in a soup bowl and started a new restaurant craze, right? Dinosaur bone soup is what I would have called that craze if I had been on the staff of Friends.
1: The last thing I would say is, just to the listeners... I was told, like, three years ago, if you have a dog that is a kind of dog, like your soul dog. Do you know what a soul dog is, John? No. You might have had a soul dog. Just like everyone says you get, like, one dog that is your soul dog.
2: Oh, well, then I, I've had it. Lucky it
0: was my soul dog, for sure.
1: Yeah. So if you have your soul dog, um, you should travel the country with your dog.
0: Oh, you're saying that you can do it with a soul dog and it'll be as rewarding as, like, traveling with a loved one.
1: Yes. So my plan was always to, I always wanted to take O'Papa across the country. And I was always looking forward to it. And I had someone tell me a few years ago, and this is kind of sad, what I'm like, do you should do it when, do it while you still can, while he's going to be able to enjoy it. And then the pandemic happened, didn't go anywhere for a long time. And now he's older. And, you know, it was fine for him, but he was not able to enjoy it the way he would have before. It just, right. he was not. And I was not able to enjoy it with them the way I would. I mean, So all I want to say to the list, I know it's kind of sad to hear. I find it very sad myself. But if you have a soul dog and you've been planning this trip with your dog, you should do it. Do it before they get too old because it does make a difference and you will regret it if you don't. And someone did tell me that and I was glad she told me and I probably would have done it if a pandemic didn't happen. But, like, don't put it off because it's really important. Even with O'Papa this age, he was still into it, but it wasn't... I could get glimpses of what it would have been like, and that was very, very, very different.
0: Make haste. Make Is that haste. Sad? Is that
1: too sad? to tell the listeners? No, I'm that's good to help advice. Them.
0: That's something I would literally never think about in my life, but I'm glad you shared it with our listeners, because I'm sure a lot of listeners have dogs.
2: Yeah, no, that's great advice, and it's probably good advice for people as well. No, I don't think
0: so. I think it only applies to dogs.
1: I guess in this, in this time of seizing the day, this post-pandemic time, I did the film while driving where I was like, I could feel a little bit of a post-pandemic difference. Things looked different to me. I could feel how I hadn't seen things in a while and how... It wasn't even like the colors were brighter. It was kind of like I was more like (laughs) quietly more fast... I was quietly fascinated in a different way than I would have been if I had done this before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that makes sense.
1: After spending a year and a half in a city during a pandemic and wondering what it is to live in a place and what we look for in a place, like when I was driving, you kind of are like... Going forward, what, is, what do any of us need to be happy? What are we looking for in a place? And, and it's such a, it's a very weird country. America is a very, very, very weird country. And what exactly is it offering us in this post-pandemic world?
0: What does America have to offer in the post-pandemic world?
1: And I was heartened by how nice everybody was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm still not quite sure what is gonna happen or what is happening or what we are. There, there is a feeling when you're driving through it being like we're in this transitional state. What's gonna win? What's gonna come next? Maybe that's why it was so peaceful. It just felt like a little bit like the calm before.
0: In-between time. Yeah. It was the in-between time.
1: So maybe go check out the in-between time with your dog. Dear listeners.
0: Get up in that American in-between time with your dog. Do not delay. Who knows how long this in-between time is gonna last.
1: Yeah but your dog will last forever.
0: We have breaking news. Joe Manchin says he will vote yes to begin the debate on S1, the For the People Act. This of course will be filibustered by the Republicans and then Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema will just bemoan the lack of bipartisanship and it'll be done and black people won't be allowed to vote anymore. But for now, we enjoy the in-between time.
1: John, I didn't like it when you called him a fall guy.
0: Oh, I agree with John. I think he's totally providing cover for a bunch of old senators who aren't really excited about any of this voting reform stuff.
1: That's not the problem. That's not, my, that's not the part I object to. Not the, I, I think he is providing cover. The phrasing of it, though, makes it seem like...
2: Oh, that he's got set up. No, 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 I don't mean it like that, no.
1: Yeah, he's... It's like his own pathology is helping shield those other centrist senators. He's doing it. He's setting himself up to be the fall guy.
0: I guess, yeah, that's true. The Fall Guy implies that he's the victim of a plot to take the blame in a way. Like he's the patsy. Yeah, I don't mean it that he's a patsy. Do you remember that show from the 80s, The Fall Guy? It was about a stuntman who solved mysteries. Yeah, great show. Hunter, that was another good show. Hunter, we don't even have time to get into Hunter.
1: Do you remember Highway to Heaven? I watched one of those in a hotel room.
0: Great show. You found a highway to heaven in the wild?
2: Yeah, speaking of like dogs getting older and people getting older, I, someone else is getting older today. Okay,
0: but we don't, that's fine.
1: Someone else is getting older today.
0: Well, happy birthday, David.
1: Happy birthday, David. So happy
0: birthday to me. It's true. That's true. I'm 49 years young today. Welcome to the club, the 49er club. Thank you, John. I'm happy to be here. Starly, we can't (laughs) wait for you to join us. The 49 crew. Never. Starly still has, what, 11 more years? If you'd like to buy me a present, I have no shortage of ideas. Just email contact at makers. I'll tell you exactly what's on my little wish list for birthday (laughs) gifts this year. (laughs) Highway to Heaven box set, DVDs, wizard robes for the club. Thank you to uh, the listener who wrote in about her husband's uh, used clothing store in Asheville. She said she would check for wizard robes. I can't wait to hear, and I'll check out that store the next time I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. John, we don't have time to get into the Borough Gate. Our incomplete list of all the boroughs in North Carolina. We'll do that next week, along with a lot of other stuff. But we really just wanted to focus on Starley's road trip. We're glad that she made it safely to New York. I'm glad to hear these dispatches from the center of our weird nation with the free gasoline.
1: Free gasoline.
0: Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell, with help from Houston Snyder and Kat Iosa. Support us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/ElectionProfitMakers. Send your election prediction questions and concerns to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. If you'd like to try PredictIt.org, the website we use to make and lose money on elections, go to predictitorg slash promo EPM 20, and you can receive up to $20 in matching funds. As always, rate and review us on all the podcast rate and reviewing applications. And yeah, just do that. I can't think of another word. This is David Reese saying goodbye to John. Goodbye, John. Bye. And to Starly. Goodbye, Starly. Bye. And to all of you. Have a good week.